This is Radio Free Cybertron with your host, Brian Kilby, featuring Chris, Don, Rob, Diecast, John, and Melvar. This is Radio Free Cybertron, episode 863. I am Brian Kilby. It is the last podcast of 2023. Oh, no. Is that a good thing? I guess. Thank, thank goodness this year is effectively over. Yes. Yeah. It's not like next year could possibly get worse or anything. Yeah, I know. Uh. So next, the next episode is our 2023 year review. Um, Chris and pre-show before you got here, we decided we we're just going to do it during a normal show time and do it as a live stream. Okay. Well, I'll uh, get to cutting down the the recap list. Sweet. Over the next week. What we end up doing is we typically record it and post it, and it goes live when the live stream, which is Wednesdays at 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, I don't think I've said that in a while. We do a live stream of this podcast Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern time, pre-show till 8.30. And uh, I don't share the link out or anything. Folks in our our Discord at uh, Discord. TFRadio.net slash Discord. They like share it out because they're awesome. We chat with the the Discord and and you know we have fun and then we start doing the show. Like I said, about eight thirty. But uh, what we're going to do? What, what, what I we've like done the, in the implication. Past. I like the implication of how you phrase that. Like we have fun and then at eight thirty we start doing the show. Yeah. Uh, but in the past we've uh, always uh, launched that as a pre-record and like most of the time we just hang out chatting anyway during it. So it's like, why not just do it live? Can I interrupt you for a minute? Yes. I just have to say, Chris is a genius. Yes, uh, thank you. Because I just <laughs> tightened up Chase's screw. Oh, good, yeah. Um, which oh, I totally fixes this toy. I probably would not have even noticed that that needed to be done. Because it looks like it's tight mm-hmm. uh, when you when you look at it. But it's it's not. And it makes all the difference in this figure. So if you have, what is he now, Legacy, United, United, Chase, Deluxe, all you need to do Not is the tighten bot. that center screw, and uh, that fixes it. So Chris, you're a genius. Thank you. Uh, this is not the first tip that you have given me to help make figures better. Yeah, Siege cool. Ironhide is at least like up there way ahead of this. I mean, that is that is how we met. 20 some years ago so yes yes i uh gave rob a tip on how to increase the leg articulation on armada deluxe optimus prime mm-hmm. where you you take the legs apart and reverse the thighs or the little detailed parts on the uh, what is the supposed to be the front don't block the pelvis panels anymore so the legs can go all the way forward if you reverse them it's a good pro tip for our uh our listeners because i mean not that i'm on the forums anymore but I have not heard anyone uh, suggest that fix yet, other than Chris. It's it's early days with the toys still. Yeah, I haven't really like dived into like what people are saying about that toy either. Like, I have to imagine someone else realized the same thing I did. Um, but you know, when Don was talking about that a couple weeks ago, like I really wanted to, when I got the toy, I wanted to like look into that and see if there was something to it, and like. That gray piece in the middle of the inside chest is, it's on there tight enough where it's not going to, like, fall off or wiggle around, but it just needs, like, 
what do you think, like a turn and a half of the screwdriver just to get to go in that little bit more so the little flanges on there actually catch the transformation joints of the arms. So what you're saying is I need to use my impact driver on this. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Absolutely. Uh, do that Do that on video, because I want to see the results. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. So, okay. Uh, okay, so I'm just going to read this as Chris wrote it. Merry late Christmas, full season outline for Transformers Animated, unproduced season four. Mm-hmm. Wow. Where'd that come from? Uh, it was posted by Kean Carlisle, wh- who got it from, I think, um, Josh Perez. I believe so, yeah. Who was a close friend of Derek Wyatt. So Josh probably got this from Derek because I think those are Derek's thumbnail sketches gotcha. all over the pages. Um, so this is, you know, original development documents. Basically, this is, just, you know, laying out what the the originally intended structure of the season was going to be. Um, it omits the three, the first three episodes of what would have been season four, which was uh, the trial of Megatron, which I think has been possibly described elsewhere previously. Um, apparently, uh, Chris McFeely has already, based on this document, updated the wiki with uh, some of this information, so like, I would certainly suggest going to the TF wiki and uh, looking through this to uh, get as full a picture as possible it's based a, on these notes. But it's, it's apocrypha, though, isn't it? And Because it's not produced? Well, the TF wiki going to work. How the TF wiki going to work? You know, there, there, yeah, there you go. and like for for my my take on this is like this is something that was came from official sources. It was intended to go the same way they cover unproduced or unreleased like toys and stuff. Sometimes, yeah. like it, it was produced it, in our hearts, Brian. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> it's better to have this stuff documented and preserved in as many places as possible so if it's a little bit silly for the wiki to have it up there i don't care just because it keeps the information uh you know out there and online as much as possible has marty chimed in on this or has he ever shared any of this info i have no idea i'm sorry (laughs) cool okay uh yeah that's interesting um yeah the trial of megatron i like I have no idea what anything, what has been shared about season four mm-hmm. prior to this. So it's all new to me. So I'm going to check that out. That's cool. I think like some of this information was printed in Fun Pub's uh, club magazine at one point. I never, ever read I... that ever. I believe the uh, the like trial part that is referred to in this, but is not included, was the basis for the uh, uh, for a uh, like TF Nation, I think. TF, yeah, TF Nation uh, panel. Panel, yeah, and and gotcha. Like, that I sounds right too. Yeah, fan made comic, in fact. Yeah. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, yeah, okay. No, I I am familiar with that. I haven't read it, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, in any case, though, I believe. These pages that were posted um, either this morning or yesterday, it's the first most complete look we've had at this uh, season outline for what would have been season four of Animated. Yeah, that's cool. And it makes me sad. Yeah, it makes me very sad. You know, I've heard, I've heard, I've read online where um, people have said, oh, well, there's bad blood between Animated fans and Prime fans um, because, That's a waste of time. Well, because <laughs> I like anima- both. Well, no, because you know, animated ended so that Prime could live. 
Mm-hmm. And then basically the commentary is always, well, nobody actually yeah. feels I, that way. That wasn't, I feel that, that wasn't way. Transformers Prime's fault. That was the people who made the decision to cancel animated. I animate feel it that way, it. darn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that is correct. Yeah. So, yeah. So, next item. Uh, JT Prime has new listings. Studio Series 86 Blaster. Uh, G.I. Joe crossover. Mobat. Optimus Prime. Mayhem 2-Pack. Mix Mashers lineup. Yeah, theory is that it's uh, you know, the the newest iteration of like Hero Mashers. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> Matt, you're gonna love this. <laughs> the Studio Series 86 Blaster is a Target exclusive, and it's it's expected to have opaque plastics, including for uh, Eject or Rewind, whichever one it came with. I forget. Eject? Did it come with the blue one, Blaster? I don't yes. remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it did. Yeah. So. Why do I even bother to buy stuff on its first release? <laughs> That's a good question. Now, well, the real question now is, are we going to get Studio Series 86 Target exclusive uh, twin cast in another year or so with the same opaque plastics treatment? Nah. I was going to say, like, nah. I, don't, I don't need to buy nah. the Studio Series 86 just to get an opaque eject because I'm still going to have a translucent rewind and they're not going to match. Yeah. Yep. Ah, but you see, for me, who never actually bothered to buy TwinCast, this is perfect, because then I will just have to rebuy one toy for a tiny little part that's going to live in the chest the whole time, so it really doesn't matter if it's opaque or not, now does it? What were they talking yeah. about again? Exactly. I think it was, you were talking about an Optimus Prime that's a tank? Wait, I what? I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, I do a crossover Mobat Optimus Prime with General Hawk. It's the weirdest thing in my head to see Optimus Prime as a tank. Especially when Warpath is right there. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, they had to make someone to go with uh, Megatron. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I wasn't even thinking. I was thinking the Thunder Machine, which is which is out. I was thinking, like, you know, uh, Soundwave. So, we're going to the Mobat 1, and it's Optimus Prime 2. With General Hawk. I mean, the thing that makes the Mobat, like the Mobat, was the fact that it was motorized. This is not Optimus Prime. Yeah, (laughs) this isn't motorized. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Okay, so I mean, this is just like bat, then, isn't it? Yeah the the thing that I would have liked to see in Optimus Prime is something, you know, like the whale or the havoc. You know, something that would kind of give him some extra. I probably would have gone with the havoc. You know, just for the shape of it, and like the hovercraft could be roller or something, but. Or hover, I guess. But <laughs> did General yeah. Hawk come with the no, GI Joe not. General? Because I think like Optimus Prime should be like the GI Joe General or something. Well, you'd probably hey. have to have a, a commander size class for that if you were going for anything close to appropriate scale for the GI Joe. Because I think that's where they're going with this: is the Joe vehicle gets priority over the robot mode for the transformer see the the thing i would like with this which is you know there's no possibility that this would ever happen i would like this mobat to actually be reverse convoy instead of optimus prime hmm. why why because reverse convoy was, was a tank. the robot masters g2 megatron retool and it's just more interesting to me than randomly assigning optimus prime tank like reverse convoy is just a funny concept yeah i could go with that I should have bought that reverse convoy I saw for like $45 the one time. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I guess I'm going to keep that one. 
I'm like, oh, let me get rid of that. But no, I'm, I'm keeping Reverse Convoy. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, but yeah, so I'm still iffy, like, on General Hawk I'm fine with. And the Mobat, though. Like, that wouldn't be my first choice. But I guess if, if, if it's a G.I. Joe tank, I mean, I guess if you want to do a tank, you got to do a tank. Okay. It's not like yeah, all these make sense. But Warpath is a tank. I mean, like, but like, uh, like the the um, yeah, the Ostriker should have been Beachcomber instead of Beachcomber. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's it. Like, oh, it drives my ADHD insane. This line, it does. Uh, well, I feel like the his tank should have been uh, sound wa- or shockwave. Like, so what we're saying is that, like, just as an entire entity, this GI Joe crossover line has made a lot of bad decisions. Yes. In my eyes, personally, if there are people out there that love it, more power to them. Oh, sure. May long may it continue, but it, I, I, ooh, it drives me insane. Yeah. <laughs> JT Prime is in our chat right now. And makes an interesting point. The Mobat has an easy Nemesis repaint built into it. That could actually be kind of cool. They should, yeah, they should start repainting these. I'd love to have an Eco Striker or or an Ultra Magnus Mobat. Hmm. Wrong color. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Like that seems to matter to this line in any particular way. Yeah, I don't have the Thunder Machine yet, and I, I'm not. My heart's not aching over it. Comes with the wrong Dreadnoughts. Yeah. No, I I sold my two Dreadnoughts for about seventy bucks, so I've got like thirty in this Thunder Machine, so I'm fine. Yeah, I can't operate on Dynamics. Like, uh, JT is saying there's alternate parts built into some of the molds. For instance, Megatron has Shockwave parts that haven't been used yet. Oh, okay. Which I think, mm. I think, like anything else, is not, you know, a promise that there's going to be more releases of these molds as different characters. But you know, they're taking the opportunity when the molds are being cut to, you know, in case we Future get a chance it. to, or yeah, yeah, in case we want to or get the chance to again, let's have this stuff ready to go. Yeah, which is really frustrating when you get stuff like the the demolisher head on Combiner Wars onslaught that never yeah. sees the light of day, or the transmetal Megatron head on Fall of Cybertron Grimlock. Oh, I forgot about that one. Oh, that, that was yeah, painful. that one. That one lives in my consciousness most uh-huh. of the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in hand, Earth Spark Cyber Combiners two packs. I like the packaging, including the like great big open face that makes the toys minus super easy to feel. M- minus the lack of plastic windows but yeah. like if it had a plastic window that would actually be pretty sweet but i have no desire in the toy toys no it's just interesting that they uh brought out the um energon style combination design again for these yeah this the um not superlink the um what was it called superlink was energon super, superlink was the name of the japanese series the actual the connect the type of um, power gimmick link. power linking. Yeah, oh, right. okay. Yeah, like when one becomes pants. Yeah, the one comes like the upper. Yeah. Although remember to power linking uh, originally referred to uh, slapping a car on your ass. Yeah, and then they just you know started adapting it to anything that required combination. I think they might have even applied that to power core combiners here yeah, and I there. Remember. I don't remember. Okay, that's something. Uh, Beast Wars again, BWVS 05 Pterosaur versus Rat Trap. Mm hmm. Pterosaur still has those weird black parts. Yeah. I love that they put whiskers on Rat Trap. 
It's a very Takara move painting those whiskers on that toy. Yeah. Like, with, okay, so, um, I had this conversation in our Discord in the last couple weeks. Like, the original Kingdom release of Rat Trap was pretty close to ideal deco wise as it was, and everything subsequent to that has been grasping for inches, basically, yeah. to try to, um, variation or improve on it in any appreciable way. The Netflix one tried and just looked worse for the effort. This one has whiskers painted on, and otherwise uh, I can't see too much difference in it. Parasaur is a similar situation. The Golden Disc one, when it came out, was pretty damn good for getting the deco right to the show appearance. This one adds in odd uh, black nylon parts at some of the joints, and I can't figure out why. Uh, so, because it yellow. You can't see it yellow. Well, I guess in that case, they should just make all the toys completely black. Yes. Actually, Takara did that for a while. The most neon black they can find. <laughs> yeah. Uh, throwing it back to 2003. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Studio Series Bumblebee Movie Shockwave Pictures. Yeah, so this is a Voyager class Shockwave, I believe. Is this the one someone paid $300 for? What? I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but I wouldn't be surprised. I saw something about someone bought one on eBay for like $300, and everyone was oh. like, why would you buy a $35 figure for $300? They, they, they think they'll get some clout or YouTube AdSense dollars out of it. But, clout, yeah, I'm not, I'm not was, a big fan of this. Fan yeah, of this. yeah, so clout was a big part, like the, the Transformers fandom uh, you know, economy for several years like 10 years ago it's just what people did um actually almost I, 15 years ago now yeah i hate to I say just, it yeah yeah i i yeah i just i mean i don't like this shockwave didn't have the best design in the bumblebee movie begin with and like while this is accurate to that it's not doing it any favors the head is really weird for one thing like mm-hmm. very odd i mean um, i like that they did something different but i, I don't like it yeah i mean I like that Shockwave has two normal hands and you can put the the like fold out gun thing on either one of them for your preference. Like, you know, options are good, having just a basic robot is good. But like it's design wise, it's just not doing anything for me. Like give me a remade Energon Shockwave over this any day. The color choices are kind of weird to me. Uh the like goldish parts on it the uh it looks very it doesn't fit in with those bumblebee movie figures to me and then the other thing i i just shockwave as a tank where it's just the arms and the legs that you know basically fold out it it just seems very weak to I mean, me as an shock, alt mode. shockwave has been an h tank for the longest time and it's one of the things that Never really grew on me. It's again. It's he was a gun, although he was a space gun, and so we're not going to be seeing space gun shockwave again, or shockwave oh, energon style. Yeah, energon style or shockwave or the GoBot ray gun. We're never going to see that that again. I wish they were going to do something. They would do like what was alluded to with the uh, possible um, crossover shockwave if he got that kind of Cobra laser tank kind of thing something that was wasn't a h tank uh something a little bit different maybe a little more akin to you know shockwave being a death 
laser gun like you would mount on top of a building or something. I don't know. Well, Megatron, when he's a tank, at least they try and make him look like a good tank. Sometimes. Usually. Usually. <laughs> I mean, we're never going to have anything as nice as Combiner Wars Megatron again. Like, that was a really nice tank that turned into and a perfectly okay robot. Okay, but, I thought um, you were going to compliment, like, both modes for a second. I sort of I, I lost faith in you. No, no, but that was a really nice tank. You have to admit, oh, that it was, was killer a tank. really nice tank. Yeah. Killer tank. Yeah. It's like the best tank since G2 Megatron. Yeah, probably so, actually. Um, it's a shame they didn't just do G2 Deco on that uh, Combiner Wars toy instead of uh, making it, you know, Armada Megatron Armada. Halloween costume. Oh, yeah. it was awful. Yeah. It really was. So I love this next news item. So in Japan, souvenir jackets are a thing. The most famous one that I'm familiar with is the Ribera Steakhouse jacket that uh, th- that Steakhouse in Japan will often give to professional wrestlers. Again, speaking of clout, that's something that wrestlers will you know show off that they were famous enough to get one of the jackets when they went to the uh, went to the restaurant. So there's a 40th anniversary Transformers souvenir jacket from uh, Sugomono, Japan, and it looks pretty sweet. So yes, it does because it's got Dinobots on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got Dinobots, um, and it is man, I, I it's it's made to order. Yeah, it's coming be out damn in, expensive. Yeah, how much is it? I don't know, but that's going to be damn expensive. And eighty six thousand yen. Okay, okay, so looking at about seven hundred dollars uh, at current exchange rate. Yeah, so Mandarake had uh, Fire Guts Jinrai a couple days ago. For seventy five thousand oh, no. yen, and I Ooh. passed because that's only like five hundred and thirty bucks. I passed on it because I'm in a frugal stage right now. Mm. But like it, that hurt. It was sealed. Um, but oh, if I'm going to pass on Fire Guts Jinrai for seven seventy five thousand yen, I'm definitely passing on a jacket for eighty six thousand. Also, mm. uh, Japanese apparel items tend to be cut on the smaller side. Yeah, Small. yeah, no. yeah. So, but it's uh, but really cool looking. Like this would be something that would go on a wall. I would never wear it if I had it, even, even if it fit. It would. It would be something that would get displayed. Oh, I would have to wear it every once in a while on special occasions. Yeah, like small con or uh, medium, DFCon. large, extra large, and double XL. So diecast, you're probably a double XL in Japan. Yep. Uh, yeah, I would assume. So like, it ain't fitting anybody else except for Matt, maybe Chris. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm somewhat larger than you remember me. Last time he saw me. Oh, okay. So it's it's uh, it's it's pretty sweet looking though, and it, it's it, this is just one of those Japanese things that I'm pretty familiar with, at least as a concept. So that it kind of speaks to me. But I mean, maybe we'll walk out too, and you know, someone will bootleg it, and it'll go up on AliExpress or something at some point. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And okay, so um, the voice recording session for Transport to Oblivion. Uh, is on YouTube. So the reels that were being sold on e- eBay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like this has found its way into a collector's hands who um, decided to share it with the world. That's cool. Yeah, so this video is 26 minutes, and I think this was being towed as like a part one of two, so there may be more material still in the process of being digitized. Um, this also, I believe, was described as being different from the last voice recording session, where this has more of the actual, like, voice recording process going on, rather than just being, like, the uh, the audio tape version of the episode. Yeah. 
Well, like uh, Five Faces of Darkness, though, like had like alternate voices. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the early recording before the recasting. Yeah. So, but this would is more like the recording session. That's yeah. cool too. It's good yeah. to get anything like that. Mm-hmm. Having you know, um, all that out stuff that would have been outtakes. Is there anything like like interesting as far as like um, outtakes in there? Is there anything like? I haven't you had see, to listen to it. You know, like I remember back in the day, like the outtakes from Thundercats, <laughs> the salacious outtakes from Thundercats, <laughs> which at the time blew my mind. Um, I would love to have something comparable with G1. There is a similar thing floating around for a while from uh, VR Troopers, which was not outtakes as such, but like late in the production of that series, the cast and some of the crew got together in the recording booth and basically just parody dubbed over a bunch of clips for their own entertainment. And at That's some awesome. point that leaked out to the internet and that was on YouTube for a number of years. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, nothing like that with G1 as far as I know. No, probably not. Beast Wars would be just as fun. Because that, oh, yeah, yeah, that the, cast was yeah, crazy. Yeah, the, the stories of that is just that those recording sessions often were like legendarily uh, insane. Yeah. Gotta feel bad for Stu Blue having to uh, herd those oh, cats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, let's jump to what we got this week. Uh, remember, ham sandwiches are exclusive to our Patreons at patreon.com slash TF radio. Uh, Donald, since you were sipping from that uh, petite cup, I'm going to, you should people, if you're not watching the video live or on YouTube, tfradio.net slash live, uh, Don has a little petite teacup that he's drinking coffee from. I, have, I haven't been paying attention. Is it actually a little petite teacup or is he yeah. back to his bowl of coffee? No, it's it's the little cup on the top of a thermos. A that thermos, okay. Yeah, yeah. But Don, what did you get this week? Nothing. Okay. You're really? sick. Well, nothing, nothing on topic because uh, everything either already came or isn't due for a while. So okay. all, my, all my own topic stuff is pending. Matt, nothing. Diecast. Damn short show this week, you guys. I got Legacy United Deluxe Chase. I feel like we were uh, just talking about that. Yeah, we were just talking about it. <laughs> but I had to throw it in the front because of the fix. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. And uh yeah, that's that's I did open my Desaurus. Uh I posted on Twitter that one of the leg panels will not stay closed. Oh no. And I have seen photos of other people's and I think they're having the same issue. Um, and what it is on mine, the hole that the tab is supposed to go in is not perfectly rectangular, so it won't stay in there. So I either got to make the hole bigger or sand down the tab. Oh, joy. Um, I did email, you know... Uh, Hasbro about it. Well, Hasbro Pulse, and I think they send it to Hasbro. Uh, from what I understand, I haven't heard anything back yet. But as I've been going through photos on like Facebook and stuff, I do have I have seen other people that have the same issue. But that's how, all I got. How's okay. how's your like paint 
and stuff on the Death Source, though. Beautiful. I mean, okay. everything else is beautiful. I was okay, amazed cool. it had a QC issue because everything else is so good. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, they really did this perfect. And then I was like, oh, so close. <laughs> oh, it was close. <laughs> a lot better than uh, uh, Victory Saber. That's good. Cool. Uh, Rob. I got one on topic thing. Um, I just on a whim decided to get to Legacy uh, Windblade from Amazon, and yeah, it really is. Uh, it really is as nice as people say. It's. Uh, I I feel like aesthetically, one of the other Windblades might be a little bit more to my taste, but in terms of engineering, this holds together very well in both mo- uh, modes. It's easy to transform. It's easy to handle. The backpack folds up very uh, compact, very, uh, very elegantly, I feel like. So, yeah, nice figure. Cool. Chris? Uh, the only on-topic thing I got was, uh, with Don's help, I got one of those $10 uh, retro hot rods from Walmart. Oh, cool. Nice. Or, well, $11 with tax, but you know, I'm used to that uh, insane 10% sales tax rate uh, around these parts. Um, but you got no income it, tax. Hmm? But there's no income oh, yeah, tax. Yeah, no, yeah, no state income tax. And we have nice roads, so uh, you know, it all goes somewhere at least. Yeah. Um. So this is the first time I've owned a copy of G1 Hot Rod. I had handled, really? Yeah, I handled another one of these retro hot rods when I visited Hey Mickey back in April. Um. So, like, when I handled it for the first time, I struggled for like ten minutes trying to figure out how to with the various parts around to transform the hood into the chest, because, like, that is anything but immediately obvious. So I had a little bit quicker time of it uh, this time. But, like, yeah, if I'm going to have one copy of this mold, I'm actually, like, oddly happy that it is the, um, you know, magenta animation-accurate one, even just on the G1 mold like this. Like, it's really, really pretty. Uh, One of our Discord members actually took the um, Walmart reissue Hot Rod previous to this one and took the chrome exhaust pipes off of it and put that on the retro one and made like oh. an idealized one and having seen that and then having the you know the bare gray plastic exhaust pipes on this in hand like i kind of wish they would have kept the chrome on those parts because like that would have been like just the ideally beautiful toy but like this is still really nice really pretty and for ten dollars just right thank you for your help don well, always glad to help cool awesome so, me, I got 10 of them. So, you did actually get all 10 of them. I did get all 10 of them. So, last week during the show, when I saw that they were uh, 10 bucks, I'm like, you know, I'm curious how many they'll let me buy. So, I put 60 in my cart, and I'm like, I'm not buying 60 of these. <laughs> uh, so, I put 10 in my cart, and I'm like, if I get it, you know, I want to open a, like a store or something eventually. I am selling a bunch of stuff. I'm like, it can set an inventory for a few years, and as demand goes back up. And if I sell them at co- if I sell them at retail grade, if I sell them at cost, we'll see. But I'll just hold on to them. And yeah, they shipped them in one box, and they were nicely cushioned. And yeah, I mean, they came quickly. I think the question was, are they going to ship them in the um, carton? And the answer was no. It's pretty common though to get things in like the uh, shipping carton if you buy something from walmart or buy something from amazon it's if it's convenient for them they'll they'll do it but i guess they like broke all the packs and 
had them sitting out. Of course, if, if it had shipped from a different distribution center or fulfillment center, they might have it might have been handled differently. Because things, even though they try to have consistent processes across locations for efficiency, they're not always consistent. So the other thing too, you ordered ten of them. If yeah. the whole case is not ten of them, they wouldn't have shipped it in the original shipping carton because it would have been the wrong number, and they wouldn't have just cracked one open, taken two out, and then you know slapped yeah. your mailing address on it. Yeah, like you know, if if you had ordered eight of them and they came in a case of eight, then they might have just basically drop shipped it to you as yeah. as it was. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. No idea how they would have handled it. I'm glad I didn't order sixty, but the price did go up like basically immediately after doing it. So. Yeah, one oh, of our Discord members. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. One of our Discord members um, told me the next day that um, Hound and Hot Rod both had jumped up to like fifty dollars each. What? Uh, after yeah, after no, no. Uh, we got our orders in at ten dollars. So I have definitely impacted the market on certain things in the past, specifically the 1984-85 uh, St. Louis mini bots. Oh, yeah. I have personally impacted the cost that those go for. Well, I, when you take so many of them out of circulation, of course. Well, not just that, but like the price <laughs> went up as I was probably bidding more on certain ones than they mm-hmm. probably should have gone for. They went like you know the next time it popped up, somebody tried to sell them for that price, and they just sat because there was nobody there to buy it. Yeah. So, but um. Yeah, I've never done that with Walmart before, like with a retail release. So that's something I can, you know, to feather in my cap. Um, also, I got the. This so if anybody today. wanted one of those ten dollars hot rods and didn't get it, blame me. And now has to pay fifty dollars. Blame Brian. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, JT Prime said there were cases of four. That makes sense. Actually, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So I got just ordered twelve. Yeah, I should have ordered twelve. <laughs> um, the. The eighty, the retro Skywarp. Oh, nice. oh, that's pretty. It is pretty. Um, as today as a kid, I actually never had any of the Seekers as a kid, but as a young whippersnapper, barely an adult collector, uh, for years Skywarp was the only Seeker that I had. So it's the one I'm most familiar with, and it is really different. Um, from a colors perspective, it really pops. Uh, I really pleased with how it looks. I, I, I'm not a fan of the Seeker mold. I think it's... I, I think it's uh, unfortunate. <laughs> it's certainly a product of its time. Mm. Yeah. But as far as... I think this is as nice as the mold can look. Yeah. So... But yeah, I mean, any of those Seekers, I think in this state, they are, like, at their highest point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very pleased with it. It's going to go on the shelf for the rest of them. Well, okay, I mean, there's still Sunstorm, but... The E-Hobby <laughs> one is perfection. Like, you're not getting any better than that. Right, yeah, that's what I was thinking, like... Um... If only they made a version of that where you didn't have to apply the stickers. Yeah, I was gonna say, though, Sunstorm, but instead of molded fully in the orange, it's painted in orange. Like, this thick... Because this has, like... It feels like this. there's some things here that... Maybe not. Some of these have like tacky paint on them that really pops. I don't guess maybe something here does. Like the like the gray, the metals painted. I think oh, yeah, they could, I can see, I, yeah, I can see that being the case. Yeah, I think they can I think they could do some improvements to it. Um 
But, but you know, if you think too much about if you can, you don't think about whether you should. And yeah, you know. there you go. The uh, the diecast parts are definitely painted. So yeah, yeah. Um, and the last thing I got was I took advantage of the ten percent off site wide sale at artfire two thousand dot com the holiday sale. I'm like I don't need to buy anything, and I originally had held off, but um, I was thinking, what G one toy do I not have? Nothing, nothing insane. But like, what G one toy do I not have? That's that's a hole in my collection that I need to fill. And I like I don't think I have hardhead anymore. I had a boxed, I hard, actually one of the few boxed G1 toys I, that I had in my collection years ago was a boxed hardhead. That looks good. Yeah, and I had parted ways with it when I was doing a purge um, years ago. And I'm like, oh, I'll get it. And yeah, it's a nice shape. It's The box is in good shape. Um, yeah, besides some like expected corner wear, like, that looks really crisp. Yeah, I haven't actually taken it out of the package. It supposedly has paperwork. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, usually, I mean, let me do it. Yeah, so I don't know what paperwork is in here. Maybe just the instructions. Just the instructions, it looks like. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, nice shape. Love the fact that it's uh, styrofoam. Um, by this point, there was a lot of toys in America that didn't have styrofoam. I don't, I'm pretty, like, the Headmasters, the American release, I think, is just the plastic tray. Hmm. So, yeah, it's nice. Very pleased with it. Yeah, I mean, like, the way that box looks to me is, like, the perfect condition for a retro toy. Yeah. Because, like, for me, if it looks too pristine, like, it, it's, it's one of those things counterfeit. where someone's going to see it, like, yeah, is that just a reproduction? But no, like, it, you know, just with a little bit of corner wear, maybe a slightly slightly bent, uh, you know, flap on top like that, like, it looks like it's seen its age, and it's, you know, it's in good shape for being a 40-year-old toy, almost. Like, yeah, like I, there's, love, I love that condition of packaging on retro toys. Like, there's certain G1 toys I would really almost have to have sealed. Like, I don't know, um, Black Zarak. Hmm. <laughs> but, like, for the most part, like this, where I can crack it open and not worry about, you know, anything damaging it is... Yeah, I agree. I think it's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, if I ever own Black Zarak, it's either going to be a cheap, loose one, or it's going to be a sealed one that I will never actually see <laughs> the inside of. Maybe you could get someone to sell you their Black Zarak box with, like, two bricks inside of it. Just one brick. <laughs> so I would say... Well, what kind of brick. I would say what you'd probably need to do is get a brick and evenly distribute it around the styrofoam in, in the box mm-hmm. and then get the uh, spray um, foam sealant stuff. Yeah. And then put that in there so it's nice and evenly distributed and you would never uh-huh. know. <laughs> so. Bonus points if you spray paint the brick gold and black <laughs> before you distribute yeah. it around the box. Yeah. He's like, I think Art Fire 2000 has a loose quote-unquote cheap black Zarek right now that has a little bit of gps like i'm not desperate enough to own black Zarek at this point that i would right. do that but eventually maybe i will be so i want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash tf radio uh, patrons get an ad-free version of the show you get rsc a day early the higher bit rate that doesn't mean 24 hours necessarily but you get it the day before at a higher bit rate um weekly patreon exclusive pre-show podcast that I need to catch up on for the last couple weeks. Um, unedited episodes of RSC, if 
the edit's worth like hearing. There's a couple <laughs> edits from this one where we were like cross talking and Don was explaining why he had to walk away. Like you don't get that stuff because you don't necessarily need it. But if Don says something like really, really salty, you you know that's that's gonna make it. Um you get hot five podcast a week early. I'm probably going to bulk post one major update for hot five. It'll be like a marathon episode, but that'll be on Patreon first week early patrons touched here to be on hot five touch patrons mentioned on the show each week and listed at tfradio.net slash credits. I want to thank Kevin Dorsey, tiger forces, ninja consultant. Actually speaking of Kevin Dorsey, Kevin texted me today from that store in Virginia beach that I think two of you guys have been to. I think Don went there and diecast went there. Yep. They had two, they had two, uh, Dinoforce toys like there I thought was crazy but yeah he's like is it's like are is this part of Dino King and I'm like yes yes it is um and but also again uh Tiger Forces Ninja Consultant Jason Hiley Eric Griffin Rick Mahurin Ryan Bona Emmett Stresovich Rabbits Hector Bones who is on Blue Sky now I saw that's awesome uh Joey Russell Sean Williamson, Spider Bob, Jake Klein Rye, Sean Hamilton, Jacob Owen Lucia, and Sean Bratton. That's awesome. I also heard Hector Bones mention on uh as a patron of the uh Daily Tech News show. <laughs> that just Tom Merritt mentioned him at the beginning of the show like a week or two back, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's Hector Bones. That's awesome. <laughs> but again, if you want to be a patron, go to patreon.com slash TF Radio. Uh let's see here. You can find all of our stuff for like 25 years going going back that far at tfradio.net you can find me personally at priamkilby.com and on blue sky at kilby.bsky.social i'm posting like different stuff between twitter and blue sky twitter i'm posting stuff that i think that would have more mass appeal to like transformers collectors and stuff and blue sky i'm posting stuff that's more interesting to me I, until like twitter is dead that's probably what i'm going to do because, sadly, people are not moving to Blue Sky as quickly as I would like. People are apparently using threads, but I don't like threads. I did like threads, but something feels off about it. But I'm also there. From what I've seen of threads, they're kind of dragging a lot of the same problems Twitter has along to threads with them. Yeah. So, um, maybe I should just give up social media again, like, completely. That would be great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can find me there john deluna not here he's at that john d everywhere rob springer uh not here he is at robo rob springer on twitter uh zone based social and blue sky and at zone based.org um matt how do people get a hold of you uh melvar at bsky.social three l's two r's diecast uh, you can follow me on blue sky and twitter at diecast two and you can like my Facebook page at Reviews by Diecast, and you can see my reviews on tfradio.net slash reviews or youtube.com slash RFC reviews. Cool. Don. I'm reached on Twitter at HMRC, the number four DVR. Rob? Uh, I'm on Blue Sky at robflails.bsky.social. Uh, connected more or less to flail throughs my YouTube channel, which mostly covers Gundam Battle Operation 2 for PSN and Steam. Uh, this week they have added the Banshee Norn to the game, which will go live in 
two and a half hours and uh i will have a uh probably a good once over of that up later in the week uh if you want to see the weekly updates thursday morning on youtube.com slash foilthrus is when that post goes up if you'd like to support me over there patreon.com slash foilthrus and the details are all over there and uh it's you know i i it's i will not certainly not turn down any gift that shows up after christmas if you want to go to tfradio.net slash claylist and send something years this looks like it'll be there like between january 9th and then the month so oh, cool. it Thank looks you. like it's coming from china so um it was not on your wish list i found something that i that i thought screamed you so well that should be interesting oh, oh cool yeah yeah looking forward to seeing what that is yeah um chris hello uh i'm chris rtxv on blue sky um, the things I've done on the internet are collected at playwithphotography.com, which includes articles, galleries, things around toys in general. Um, I also wouldn't turn down a Christmas gift just because it's a little bit late. And, uh, also my birthday is coming up in about three weeks. So you've got time to get that in too, if you want. You get 40 uh, last you know. year, right? No, it's this, it's this coming birthday. Oh crap. Okay. <laughs> Uh, my Amazon wish list is at tfradio.net slash chrislist. Uh, plenty of uh, interesting or entertaining things on there if you want to go that route. Or, you know, if you're like Brian and just see something that catches your eye and uh, you need to know how to send it to me, you can get hold of me on our Discord, tfradio.net slash Discord. I'm in there all the time. I have actually, uh, you know, over the time we've had the Discord up, had a few people reach out that way. Because uh, they either had something on hand already that was on my Amazon wish list, or they had something else that they were interested in passing my way. So, like, you know, reach out. I'm I am not particular. I I love everything that I get from anyone who's inclined to give me a gift, no matter what time of year it is. I'm not like you know glued to it's got to be before Christmas or my birthday, or it doesn't count. Like, I'm super super grateful for any of that kind of stuff whenever it arrives. So, thank you to all of you so much. Cool. Okay, well, that's it. We will see you next year. This has been Radio Free Cybertron. Visit us at tfradio.net for show notes and to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at TF Radio for news and updates. Watch our live stream at tfradio.net slash live. Join our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash tfradio. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, TF Radio Network. Have a question or comment? Leave it on our Facebook fan page or mail it to contact at tfradio.net. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons license. Any part of this podcast can and should be redistributed, but please, proper attribution is required if you know what's good for you. Radio Free Cybertron, the original Transformers internet radio show since 1999. 100% girlfriend free since 1999.